Welcome to the Editor's Note Comics Podcast. I think that this world, it needs men that are willing to make the hard call. Central Maine's best comics podcast, by default. Ain't no thing like me, except me. Here are your hosts, Zach and Jared. Matt's coming. No. When do we start? Hey, welcome back. Hey, how's everyone doing? They can't answer. No, but (laughs) you know what? There's not enough people that ask other, like, it's not supposed to be, like, a question they answer out loud. It's a little reflective, like, hmm, how am I doing? I'm doing quite well, actually. <laughs> a lot of people are going, no, it sucks. It's January. It doesn't feel like January outside, I'll you, tell you that. You know what I just saw? It's like, what a pointless commercial. Movie I haven't seen. Movie I'm going to see when it is available, not theatrically, but I, I just saw a commercial for American Hustle. I'm like, yeah, I want to see that movie. Have you not seen that? Or not, a, uh, fuck, no, American Fiction. Okay, I was going to say, American Hustle, I felt like you would have seen. <laughs> yeah, and also, not a new movie they're playing commercials for on TV. They never know. But they're like, the... It's the best movie of the year. I'm like, it is January 10th. <laughs> Speaking of American Hustle, is could Bradley Cooper become the new Leonardo DiCaprio and take forever to get his Oscar? He didn't. I mean, the fact that he got shut out at the Golden Globes. Oh, I, I don't care. I don't care about awards at all. Oh, okay. Fine. Be that way. It's true. I know. I, any kind of award show means nothing to me. Yeah, I, I don't guess. care. I, don't, I also don't care about like personal award. <laughs> like, any of that stuff, I'm like, eh, whatever. Yeah, all right. I understand if people do like it. It's just not just my not, thing. Just not your thing? No. I did watch a bunch of stuff this week. That was a big watching week, apparently. Ooh, tell me more. <laughs> this is going to be a big... <laughs> Say less. This is practically a week of just rapid fire stuff. There's a lot of rapid fire coming this show. I uh, saw The Creator, the movie that was directed by Gareth Edwards, starred uh, John David Washington. Oh, okay, yeah. All about AI. But it has more. There's other themes. Like, uh, more than just AI. Some stuff's about racism. Some stuff's about nuclear war. Racist AI? Well, we're racist towards the AI. I'm like, yeah, this is, this is a thin metaphor. Can you be racist <laughs> towards AI? You can in this movie. Like, discriminatory. Like, I don't know. That's actually an interesting, like, what would be somebody's a, like anti-AI or doesn't like AI? Either is, way. Is it racism? I enjoyed the movie. They did play with a lot of themes. Um, it was weirdly, like, I knew it was on Hulu. I saw it there a couple of weeks ago. It got, like, weirdly buried, though. Like, originally, I knew it was there, so I looked up, like, creator. I'm like, spell out half the word, nothing pops up. I go look at a website. I'm like, where where's this actually playing? I'm like, oh, it is Hulu. So I had to go back and type in the, like, ahead of time before, like, and then most of the word creator, and then it eventually popped up. I'm like, why is this so buried? I don't know. But I enjoyed the movie. Also saw Saltburn. I don't know. I'm not aware of that one. I haven't had to say his name out loud before. Maybe I have. Uh, Barry Keegan, Kogan, something. Very Irish actor. Okay. Uh, goes to live at his hyper-wealthy f- friend's estate, Saltburn, for the summer. And it's uh, very dark and twisted. It will ruin um, vampires for you and baths. Vampires and baths get ruined for me? Yeah. I can't remember the last time I took a bath. I don't think you're going to want it after that movie. Well, that's why I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> and also, I've never seen someone take the term pound sand quite so literally. Abrasive. Yeah, I was like, oh, Uncomfortable. That was a choice. I mean, those are like the big scenes that people are talking about. Here's my big scene that I was like, hey, I don't agree with this at all. Because it's very like ostentatious. Like, you know, rich people doing all their crazy rich things. Like, there's a bunch of like, you know... 20-somethings, like, they're all just naked in the field. They're like, come hang out with us naked in this field. But there's, like, a bunch of, like, thistles and brambles. I'm like, no, that sounds uncomfortable. You want to frolic naked, do it somewhere where there's just regular grass. It sounds like kind of like the movie Caligula. It's a weird movie. But it's it, I enjoyed it. But, boy, it goes places. And I was watching it with my wife, and I kept going, well, it can't get weirder than that. And I just kept on doing things. I'm like, all right, you, you do you, movie. And I also uh, finally started watching Reacher. And by started, I mean I'm caught up. Okay. Because there weren't that many. Just a big gorilla man beating the crap out of people. The way a big gorilla man would. He's I like huge. It. Have you seen him? 
He's so big. Who? Which Reacher? No, I have not seen Reacher. He's just a gigantic man. And I knew there were like some books. I'm like, how many are there? Like twelve or something? No, there's twenty nine of these books. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying that. I'm not liking the second season as much as the first, but yeah, if you just want to see a giant man who's a hobo just stopping random injustices, I don't know. I had a good time. Oh. <laughs> enjoying All it. Right. It was one of those things. I'm like, I don't want to start another show. I don't want to start another show. Okay, let's check out. I'm like, ah, shit, I like it. It's always the problem. I love it. I, I think that was the things I watched this week. Did you watch anything fun? No. <laughs> There's some definite fun things you not fun things you watched. Oh, I was. Um... I was in a despondent. I wouldn't say I was despondent so much as I was uh I was enjoying everything about everything else. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, hey, it's a regular old show. We're finally kind of back into regular shows. Uh got news of the week. Weird comics facts, sports reports. Going to talk all the episodes of What If and your questions. So let's just dive straight into it. And by How long is that intro? Let's have, eh, it actually wasn't that long. Yeah. Let's, let's dive into it at a pretty regular pace that we dive into things. Yes, 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 yes. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's time for the news. All right, let's hit up the news that just happened because I didn't write it down and I don't want to forget it. Uh, is it the uh, Mandalorian movie? I didn't even write that down. I forgot to do uh, that. See, sure, let's talk about that. What would you do without me? Well, uh, no, okay, wait, hold on. I'll hold on to the Mandalorian movie. You no. think of the other because you're going to forget the other thing. No, I'm not because now that's in my head. Yes. Kind of knew this was coming, though. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, there's going to be a Mandalorian movie called The Mandalorian and Grogu. And as I will call it, Mando and Baby Yoda. Yes. Mando season four, but in one sitting. Yeah. I mean, it's an expensive looking show, but I would like to see them actually try and do something that isn't just on the volume. Like, the yeah. volume's an interesting tool, but I'd like to. And they've done a good job overall with the uh, scale and scope of these. Star Wars shows, but you always get that like occasional moment, like you can, where you're just aware of the depth and how they're not really going anywhere. Yeah. So yeah, I'd like to see something good with it. Hopefully, you know, it's uh, Filoni and Favreau are doing it. Well, yeah, I hope it it should work. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that last season of Mandalorian wasn't that great because they kind of told the story and they went, mm, "Have to keep on telling the story." Mm, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how much is left in that thing but sure why not maybe the movie ties it all in maybe the yeah. movie is the go with the bang yeah why not the news that happened since i turned off or since i took all my notes another star trek movie was announced really <laughs> oh that's a how many times has this happened gruff and grumble it's not that i don't want another star trek movie it's just that they keep on announcing them and they keep on not happening is it quentin tarantino no oh this uh this one is a prequel uh supposedly uh decades before what happened with the kelvin and the jj abrams timeline which i guess would make it the regular timeline because that's when things didn't split. we have that show with scott Bakula? that was called enterprise <laughs> and also uh the first two seasons of star trek discovery yes that too yeah uh this is gonna be done by one of the guys who was a director on andor strange new worlds also although it wasn't decades before but yeah. still so sure i mean i'll it's one of those we're at this point with star trek movies where i'll believe it when i see it and also in the news that was announced by deadline they're like and by the way star trek 4 which is supposed to be like the final one, big old fucking air quotes there, because I don't think we're ever going to see it, with J.J. Abrams is still in active development. Okay. I mean, I'm always actively developing something, like gas, <laughs> thirst, hunger. We'll see. Angst. I, I mean, I'd like to... Depression. You know, if you got more Star Trek movies, great, I'll take them. Yeah. But it's been a while, like since 2016. 
has it really been that long since um, Star Trek was it Beyond, right? Yeah. yeah. Which I enjoyed that. I didn't think it was a bad yeah, one. Yeah, I, I like that one quite a bit. People it, crap. Uh, some people crap on that one. I don't think everyone crap. Well, since we finally like got off one. the bridge. We were actually somewhere other than the bridge of the Star Trek, of the Star Trek, of the Enterprise. Of the Star Trek. Of the Star Trek Enterprise. I think you're on some kind of Star Trek. Yeah. That's, that's such a great line in that movie. No, it's not. It's awful. I loved everything about that <laughs> it's line. It's the low point. I got to go take a leak. Leak? I don't sense any leak anywhere. Ah, to be fair, like I'm giving that crap. It's so weird what works for me and what doesn't. So I was just talking about how I was watching Reacher. Yeah, uh, the villain in the second season is Robert Patrick, and they're using aliases to like get into hotel rooms. And one of them is a catcher for the Yankees, and the other one is Sarah Connor. This guy's on the phone with Robert Patrick. He's like, "Who's Sarah Connor?" Robert Patrick says, "I don't give a shit who Sarah Connor is." I love it. <laughs> I know. I was like, "I love that one." Why do I love that and hate the Star Trek one? I don't know what the line is and what makes me love or hate a thing. That's fair. Doesn't make sense. Sometimes you have a weird callback. I'm like, yes, Robert Patrick, Sarah Connor, boom. You guys are all astronauts on some kind of Star Trek. I hate that one for some reason, but Robert Patrick, I don't give a shit about Sarah I mean, Connor. If, if that's the only problem you have with that movie, then, I mean, you're really scraping the barrel because that's a fantastic movie. So yeah, we'll say maybe a Star Trek prequel. <laughs> Other news of the week. This is a weird one. Christopher Nolan was making a speech. He's like, it was talking about, you know, I try to avoid like reading criticism stuff and you know i'm british and my family would be like hey you probably shouldn't check out the guardian today but sometimes it just comes at you because he was in a peloton class and the instructor was like hey, see this he didn't uh, he didn't clarify what movie it was at first the internet then sleuthed their way oh. into it the instructor's like does anyone see that movie tenant it's two hours of my life get i never get back i can't couldn't understand one second of that shit oh great <laughs> and so it was kind of a funny little haha and then of course the next day Internet, internets, and they find that class and that woman and that clip, and that starts making the rounds. Oh, good, good um, for her. Hopefully, I didn't. I mean, I don't look that closely at like internet stuff. It didn't seem like like my first reaction was like, uh oh, people are going to come at this woman. It didn't seem to be that, as far as I could tell, which I kind of hope it wasn't, because like, yeah, this woman's just like killing time in a class, just talking about yeah something kind of innocuous that she saw. Like, I saw this movie. What Try- did you guys think? Trying to make small talk, and yeah. just didn't realize that Christopher Nolan was in the. I'd like to know what his reaction was. I think it was just like I'm just trying to be on my Peloton. Yeah, I can't get anywhere. <laughs> come on. Also, I wouldn't peg Christopher Nolan as a Peloton guy. Oh, of course. Why not? I guess. I mean, sure. Yeah. Stay in shape, my man. That's, he's doing more Peloton than I am. Because yeah, Pelotons are fucking expensive. It's true. I have a little thing I can put on my road bike to like bike and like attach it to like Strava or um, sorry Swift, which is like fake biking, and it like gives different resistance. I just haven't been on it in like a year. Anyway, <laughs> just yeah, I remember looking. <clears> at, <throat> I don't think I've never have curious. I don't really like stationary bikes. I find them kind of boring. Yeah. Um, but I, I remember looking at the price once, just being like, oh my god, and then looking at how much like the app was a month. I'm like, oh, this is some rich people shit. Yeah. Sign up for my Patreon. But you <laughs> you don't like stationary bikes, but you have an elliptical. Yeah. How is that much different? I don't know. There's more movement. How like, often do you actually walk like this? On the elliptical? All the time. No, but in general, where you're punching. <laughs> Sometimes I do get bored and I'll take like a resistance band up with me. Oh, okay. <laughs> double, double task. I like it. I don't know. There's something about a stationary bike that just feels like I'm doing less. Probably because I'm sitting. Probably. I would much rather do the elliptical over... Actually, I've become more like... When I've worked out, the elliptical is more fun, like you said, than the stationary bike. Way more fun than a treadmill. Easier on the legs. Yeah, I mean, that's why I do Yeah, easier on my knees. Mm. <laughs> that's not why we're here. I've heard you were easy on your knees. <laughs> not with these knees. <laughs> like, hang on. Uh, I just got to grow. Uh. Is, that, is that why you have a little yoga mat you carry around and just roll it out for your knees? Uh, we get some details about Jay and Silent Bob 3. I don't remember if we talked about that that was happening. We talked about it happening, but there were no details at the time. Uh, we got some details now. Ooh, the deets. Uh, this is going to be focusing on the 
quote, escalating war in the legal weed store business in central Jersey. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> and Kevin Smith promises no one's going to die this time, even though there's an escalating war. Ooh. Well, nobody important's going to die, maybe. He said no one. Oh. Yeah. Maybe it's a misdirect. But I'm like, okay, sure. Why not? That's a funny enough concept to go into this with. I can only imagine where they're going to go with it, but I love it. Sign. He's probably making this so he can make the next Yoga Hosers movie. Well, the next movie in the the True North trilogy. Is it Moose Knuckle? No, it's Moose Jaws. Oh, close enough. Jaws, but it's a moose. That's the pitch. And you know what? It'll work. Why? Why not? Except uh, Jay and Bob were originally going to be the Quint and the moose was going to kill them, but then he decided he wanted to do more of those characters, so that got... Yes. At least that part of the movie got scrapped. I don't know if we'll ever see Moose Jaws. I wouldn't mind it. I'll see Moose Jaws. Maybe after Jay and Silent Bob 3. Uh, some, let's do some Marvel news. Uh, do kind of a bummer, but you know we didn't ever see it, so... Who knows what it would have been? The Walking Dead star Stephen Yen, he was going to be part of the Thunderbolts movie. He was going to play Century, who is basically Marvel's Superman, except uh, he has some kind of like, it's, sometimes they presented him as like a mental health thing. There's kind of like another entity within him. It's a, it's a weird thing called the Void. But basically Marvel's Superman, but he's kind of crazy. Mm. And he was going to play that character and <laughs> one of Marvel's Superman. Not like so Bizarro, high, right? No. No, he's just backwards. Okay. How um, bizarre. Obviously, Marvel Superman. They also have Hyperion. They have a couple of su- Marvel's Supermen, but yeah, he was going to play that character. He is backed out. It kind of made it sound like it was just like scheduling stuff and like just how um, the strikes kind of delayed things and things got shifted around, which I mean, a lot of people were like really bummed out about because a lot of people really like that actor. And yeah, he's good. I like him. I've, I haven't seen him. I mean, I saw him in The Walking Dead when I was still watching that show. He was in Nope, which he was good in that. I don't know if I've seen him in much else. He was just in a show that people seem to really like beef on Netflix, but I haven't seen it, so... Mm. But yeah, kind of a bummer. He's an actor that people seem to really like. People were excited about the casting, and now he's gone. So kind of a bummer for that movie. But since we never saw what it was, it's, you know, I can't get that upset about something that never happened, and now we're not going to see. No, you can't be upset about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the other thing that happened, and I always kind of consider this, and I also say it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, I'll get around to why it doesn't matter. Uh, all of the Netflix Marvel shows are now officially considered canon. Except they were definitely considered canon before, and then it was kind of murky, and now Marvel said, like, yeah, no, they're all canon. All right. Which I always consider them to be because there's all this uh, consternation online of people being like, well, what counts for Daredevil, and what doesn't, and what happened, and what characters? I'm like, just treat it like it is (laughs) until they tell you it's not. Yeah, well, I was, I stood by the thing of, like, canon is whatever you make in your own head. Like, you don't gotta go with what um, someone else tells you about a thing. Like, if you want to engage in certain parts of a story, do that. You don't have to do everything if you don't want to. And if... Exactly. If you like certain things, great. You can just make it work in your own head. So I always kind of consider them canon, especially it's like, well, we're bringing back the same actors who played the Kingpin and Daredevil. I'm like, but everyone's like, but are the, the Netflix shows canon? I'm like, yeah, probably. Because the same guys. Highly, yes, highly likely that they are indeed <laughs> canon. So, yeah, um, fret no more. That thing that was kind of probably always true remains that way. Oh, thank God. I was really I, worried about it. I was spending precious life seconds on that. If, if you believe the internet is real life, and I don't, then people were very concerned about this. Is this the real life? That's good singing with you. Or is it just fantasy? Go to hell. Did you say go to hell? <laughs> I did. You kind of snarled it. <laughs> uh, last bit of news. Some comics news. Mm. On For the 40th anniversary of uh, Ninja Turtles, since they were sold to Viacom in 2009, it's been licensed out to IDW since then. Uh, IDW has renewed... The Ninja Turtles license, okay. Surprising. Well, not. Not, I mean, that's a lot of what IDW does is like licensed books, and or at least now that's a lot of their bread and butter. Okay, 
we'll see. I kind of fell off a couple of years ago, which is funny because I keep on buying the books because something that IDW does with the Ninja Turtles uh, comics that I love and I wish everyone did this. They take their main series. They take all their mini series. They take all their everything because, boy, they do a lot with it. Mm-hmm. And they put up the, those hardcovers there. They put out everything in chronological order. So I've, I just kept on buying them, but I haven't actually read them in years at this point. I see that you've got like four that are still left. Yeah. I don't even know if that's the most recent one. I think it is. I mean, I've, I've read some of their other stuff, like some of their uh, smaller series, like in spinoffs. They were so good for a really long time. Like those first 50 issues are so tight and like so planned. And then after that, it was like, what are we doing now? Mm. Dinosaurs, space. <laughs> I will read that. I will get back into it, but it's, you know... I feel like IDW has done a lot with the license and definitely oversaturated the market a bit. So I'm not like super excited. I'm not super against it. It's never going to go back to the stuff that was my favorite. And that's okay. That that stuff's done. Whatever. Mm. But yeah, I was like, <laughs> I just kind of shrugged when I read the news. I'm like, okay, I hope you guys do good stuff because some of the stuff has been excellent. Some of it's been bad, but there has been a lot of it. <laughs> You can't, you can't deny that. There's been a lot. Yes, there's plenty of content <laughs> to sort through. God, there's, they have really just... You got 15 volumes over there. And that's just the main series stuff. You know what I want them to do? Go back to reprinting the old stuff because they stopped because of low sales. Okay. All right, that's the news. All right, I like it. So we're going to move on from there. It's time for Weird Comics Facts. Ooh, spooky weird. It's not... No, none no. of these are spooky. One of them might be. What if? That's what we're talking about. Ah, yes. Weird Comics Facts. I'm going to play the theme. Here are some weird comic facts. Prepare accordingly. I'm going to make some weird shit. It's pretty freaky, but it's safe. As we are talking the second season of What If It's an Entirety because Marvel had a really annoying release schedule and then just dropped a whole other season of television yesterday. My God. Oh, that's right. Uh, Was it? Uh, Echo. Echo, yeah. I have no idea. I haven't seen anything. I haven't I haven't started it yet. I haven't really seen any online reactions. I've been kind of avoiding them intentionally. Smart, too. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going in very cold to that. I have no idea what people think. Like, I saw uh, one that was like, like, Echo has the second lowest Rotten Tomatoes score for any Marvel, like, TV thing. And it was like 75%. I'm like, it's pretty good. That's actually very good. <laughs> like, the low one was Secret Invasion. I'm like, yeah, it wasn't a good show. No, um, so, no, so it wasn't. So yeah, I mean that's like you know second lowest rated Marvel TV show. Like, still seems pretty decent. So I'm you know check it out for myself next mm. week. Yes. Anywho, what if? So let's go back to the comic origins of what if. Please do. Look, there's been a ton of volumes, a ton of issues of this, but I thought I'd hit up some of the key ones, some of the ones that hold significant, some, some cases monetary value, in some cases like what? The first kind of weird one, and not weird, but. Uh, one that is uh, worth a chunk of change now. Definitely huge speculator market before Thor 4 was coming out. Before there was um, Jane Foster becoming Thor in Jason Aaron's run. Way back in What If number 10 was What If Jane Foster Had the Power of Thor. And oh, it, we got it, a movie it, about that. Well, there was also a comic run. I know, but still. <laughs> Much later. But yeah, the first time that happened was back in What If, and it's recreating um, the journey into Mystery 87 cover with Thor swinging the hammer over his head except this time it's jane so you know that one went up in the speculator market when that movie was coming out i don't know what its price is right now but you know it's definitely up there here's a weird one Mm -hmm. literally the next issue what if uh number 11 and the reason this one is interesting is this was the final work jack kirby did on the fantastic four co-creator of the fantastic four but uh it, it was what if number 11 what if the original marvel bullpen were the fantastic four so it's like stan is uh mr fantastic jack is the thing yeah, it was. I remember seeing this or hearing Flo, about that. Flo Steinberg was the Invisible Girl, and I don't remember who the Human Torch was off the top of my head. One of them. 
But yeah, Jack Kirby's final work on Fantastic Four was doing a random issue of What If in 1978. Uh, what, I haven't read all of these by any stretch of the imagination, but one of my favorite ones that, that I've read is uh, What If um, Bullseye Hadn't Killed Elektra in number 35? The reason this one's interesting is this was done by Frank Miller and Klaus Janssen, the guys who did the Death of Elektra storyline. So then they got to take a different twist on it. It's like, what if, you know, she didn't die? And yeah, then of course, what if? And then she came back a bunch of times. So she really wasn't dead. And she was for a while. Ah, was it? No, it wouldn't be a Lazarus pit. That's DC. Aha. Yeah. Yes, good job. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so I, I like that one because Frank Miller coming back to do Bullseye and Electra stuff. And here's a weird one from it. Uh, not the original one. One of the other runs of What If. One of the weirdest comic covers you're ever going to see. What If number 43. Uh, what If Conan the Barbarian, from when Marvel had the Conan license the first time. They've had it a couple times now. The mystery of steel. Uh, what if Conan the Barbarian was stuck in the 20th century? Like, okay. Like, we've seen, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, uh, that Arnold movie, Hercules in New York. Oh, yeah. Well, I prefer, prefer not to have. What about the He-Man Masters of the Universe with Dolph Lundgren? Well, that they didn't have that license. But here's what the cover is. And feel free to look it up, kids. Uh, what if number 43? It's Conan the Barbarian. What if Conan was trapped in the 21st century? And it's just Conan with a big helmet. And he is pointing a gun <laughs> straight at you. Just a pistol. Just <laughs> this massive revolver. And it's the, it's the issue isn't worth anything. But whenever I see that cover, I'm like, it's friggin' weird. Uh, let's see. What if number 43? Oh, you can find it on Amazon for 15 bucks. Show me the cover. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, just Conan the Barbarian. Point that gun straight at you. I know what it looks like. You don't need to show me. That's a, Wow. It's one of my favorite covers. That's a 57 it's, Magnum. That's the most powerful handgun in the world. Just an insane. That's, that's cold. He went from the mystery of steel to the secret of hot lead. Just an insane cover, and I love it. All right. Those are my what if things. So from what if to what if Bill Belichick isn't the Patriots coach or GM next year? Well, let's find out in Jared's Sports Report. Interesting. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. Bear tested. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. It's time for another Jared's Sports Report. Oh, all right. Well, let's start off with the New England Patriots. Their season is over after a four and uh, what four and twelve season, four and thirteen. Most uh, losses under Bill Belichick in the Patriots tenure. Season's over. Lots of things. Uh, curious to see what happens. Bailey Zappi sucked ass again. <laughs> so you might want to actually try getting a quarterback. So that's the question, right? They're now they got the number three pick in the draft. They've got the Bears who have it from Carolina at number one. Some people think that the Bears might trade it around uh, and see if they can get somebody else up there. They don't really need a quarterback. They've got Justin Fields. Maybe they stay there and they take Marvin Harrison Jr. I kind of would like to see the Patriots take Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, with the number three pick, if he's still available, and then go get a veteran quarterback or move around. One of the things I heard that was kind of interesting, a lot of dominoes are starting to fall across the NFL, and we kind of got to piece the roadmap together. Uh, it starts with uh, Arthur Smith, uh, the Atlanta coach, been fired. He gone. This is an opening there. Mike Vrabel, former New England Patriots linebacker, Super Bowl champion, former Tennessee Titans head coach. He got fired. And there's been a lot of speculation ever since the Patriots Hall of Fame uh, weekend that he got inducted that Mike Vrabel would be the next coach of the Patriots. Part of the reason that he got fired, he just had a contract extension to the Titans. <laughs> Part of it had to do with the fact that uh, they didn't like the way that he was uh, acting or you know, kind of pro-New England when he was up there for the weekend where he was being celebrated and hadn't been dispelling rumors in-house that he might be the next pit, he might be interested in or the next coach of the Patriots within the Titans. 
So let me play this scenario out for you. This was actually what if a real yeah what if indeed it's well known that Atlanta does have some interest in Bill Belichick. It wouldn't be surprised Belichick has given the the coaching staff the next two weeks off with the amount of uncertainty uh, surrounding what his status might be uh, in that time. I don't think he has to plan for much right now. No, no, there's no they don't have any games to get ready for. <laughs> but it's it's scouting season. It's uh, draft season. So the theory I season's heard today, not done, baby. Theory I heard today, which was kind of interesting, Atlanta has the number eight pick, I believe, uh, and the Patriots have the 32nd pick. So, you know, you give Belichick to Atlanta for the, you know, for the eighth pick and you get Belichick and the 32nd pick uh, and the Patriots could draft twice in the first 10 picks. So they could get a quarterback, and if Marvin Harrison Jr. is still there, get him or get Joe Alt, that left tackle from Notre Dame, who's really highly touted. So there's a you know, scenario where they might try and trade Belichick. But some other interesting pieces that have kind of fallen off here. Pete Carroll, no longer with the Seattle uh, – I almost said Seattle Supersonics. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't exist. Yeah, they're not even there anymore. The Seattle Seahawks, Pete Carroll is uh, no longer going to be the coach, but he'll be working in the front office there. My and wife then, hates him, so <laughs> when I saw that, and, I texted her, like, your buddy's gone. And another really interesting thing that happened today as well, Nick Saban. The former, now former coach of Alabama, the winningest, one of the winningest and most, uh, probably the best college football coach of all time, has retired. So I'll be very interested to see if he meets back up with Belichick as kind of a front office executive guy. He's very in tune with the college football world, obviously. Could he become the GM in New England? Could he fill in if Belichick stays, like the Ernie Adams role, or is Saban just going to be done with football? Maybe do broadcasting, be a be a pundit. So a lot of different things. Then you take a look at player personnel stuff. You know, I think they're going to skew very offensive heavy. Matt Judon comes back from injury this offseason. Christian Gonzalez was having a very promising start to his rookie season. One of the top corners in the league. Uh, it, just through a few games, he'll be back. So the defense is automatically getting better just because they exist and they're coming off of injury. So we'll be very interested to see. Do they re-sign Zeke Elliott? Which of the quarterbacks do they currently have that they keep? None. Interesting that they made Mac Jones the emergency third-string quarterback. It felt like a couple of things. They were just protecting him for either trade value or don't get him hurt. We're going to have him be our backup next year for somebody. I just don't know if Bailey Zappi will continue to be in New England. He did not play very well down the stretch. Yeah, he may have won a couple of games, but he threw two interceptions on the same drive in the snow. He just... He just isn't it. He's very inaccurate, not him. So I don't, you're either going to have, I would think you're either going to have Mac or neither of them on the roster next year because Mac's still under contract. It'll be very difficult to get some, but you could actually maybe be able to get some trade value for him somewhere. Uh, If Belichick leaves, I think it might be more likely that Mac stays. I just don't know if Bailey Zappi will be around. He was kind of auditioning for a backup role somewhere. Although in his press conference outside of his locker the day after they lost, he said, I intend to be the starter next year. So, yeah, well, you know what? I intend to I, do a lot of things. There's too. a lot of things I intend to do, like, you know, get Jennifer Lawrence's number or, you know, go home to $10 million at my house. Let's be realistic. <laughs> the, the, that one sounds more realistic hey, than the first one. But you know what? If I had $10 million waiting for me at my house, I might have a chance with Jennifer Lawrence. Probably not. I think she has enough money that she's not going to be wowed by cash. But she'd be wowed by my charming personality uh, and blue checkered shirt made to come back tonight. Oh, yeah, because you haven't been doing that for... 20 years uh, you're right probably like 15 but still actually no 20 wow holy shit i'm old <laughs> so there you go lots of things up in the air with the patriots and, and what could happen there bruins kind of going through a rough one right now omark the goalie 
lower body injury. He went down to go make a save in overtime last night uh, and got up really slow. Might be a crotchal problem, a groinal area. Yeah, I saw one of those this week. A crotch? <laughs> An injury. Oh, was it testicular torsion? Uh, I ended up just being a hamstring strain. I was uh, oh. watching Tyrese Halliburton went down. He did a full split, like front to back. Okay. Um, he had to be like physically carried off the court by like two teammates and... It hurt to watch. I don't bend that way. <laughs> my my groinal region was like, oh my god. Yes, that looks so painful. And then, uh, oh, what else? Oh yeah, over the weekend here in Maine, uh, the number one college prospect. He's committed to Duke. Cooper Flag, number one basketball player, high school basketball player in America for this year's senior class, uh, came to Maine with his brother Ace and their team from Montvert. They played two games, one at the Cumberland County Civic Center, the Cross Insurance Arena, I should say, and they also played at the Portland Expo. Sold both those buildings out. Big wins. Uh, one of the probably the the one of the come the Cross Insurance Arena, probably the largest crowd to ever watch a high school basketball game in Maine history. I would say so. Uh, fun, entertaining to see him. Oh, what is that? Oh, no. I don't want to see this man get hurt. Okay. Okay. Yep. We don't have that part of our body anymore. That's, yeah, yep. that's your groin. It was it ended up just being like a left hamstring. Well, that's strain. I don't know what grade strain it was, but. Oh, it's not good. Oh, look God. Fun. Yeah, that did not look fun. I would, you, you pulled your calf muscle like. April. April, and you still can't walk. No, it's still fucked up. Yeah. Is that your news? Uh, that's my sports reports. All right, Draymond's back in the league. Woo! He said he's going to cut down on the... You see a new Draymond. Another bad injury. Uh, John Moran is out for the season with a shoulder injury. He just came back, too, after that 25-game suspension. Done for the year. <sighs> what, a, what a fool. He's so fun to watch. He, that dude, he's just like a wizard. He he do so much, but yeah, done for the season. Uh, and Kawhi signed a, uh, his extension uh, for the Clippers. Unclear what's going to happen with everyone else there, but, you know, get the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. Literally. It's a weird play tonight because in the middle of a game, or the game is probably done at this point. I'll find out afterwards, though. Saw a weird call where a block and a charge was called. There was a double foul. And then they did a jump ball at center court, and everyone was like, what the fuck is that? And then um, <laughs> on Twitter, like the NBA um, officials put out a thing like, no, this is real. Like both refs were like, it was a, ch- it was a charge. No, it was a block. Foul on everyone. Everybody gets one. Well, the officiating has been absolutely... <laughs> I've never seen that before. That was crazy. I meant to text you the other night after Jalen Brown got hit in the head and nobody said anything about it. The last two-minute report did. Got that call wrong. Oh, yeah. And then also uh, Porzingis' um, block it, at the end of the game was... was a block. It wasn't yeah, a... Yeah. And not uh, the winning free throws that came from them. So, yeah. Uh, bad, bad officiating. Is that it for sports? That's it for sports. All right. Let's move on. It is time because... I don't like this. I don't I don't like the way this was released. It is time to talk about every episode of What If Season 2. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret. I'm always angry. It's time for an Editor's Note podcast review. Why did I like how this was released? Because it was one a day for like nine days, and I just... Yeah. It felt like too much. And the same, like, I'm, I'm not a really... For as much as, like, I just watched all of Reacher. I'm not really a binge, like, watcher kind of person. Yeah. And it, it just feels like you got to keep up with it every day or you're going to fall behind or things are going to get spoiled. In the same way, like Echo is out now. They dropped the whole thing in one, at once. I'm like, I don't like this release format. No. I like like once a week, then it doesn't feel – it's something to look forward to versus something I feel like I got to do. So, yeah, I, I did not like this one-a-day thing. I did not like them dropping basically two shows back-to-back. Like, come on, guys. I'm so glad there's not going to be a movie yeah. or a show for a while. Are we really going to do a br- episode breakdown by breakdown of all nine episodes? 
Well, I told you this was a rapid fire episode. Okay. So we're going to rapid fire. My God. Not entirely. One of them I was looking and I'm like, did I even watch that one? And my wife's like, yeah, we did. I was like, no. Oh, okay. All right. So one of them left no impact. Yes. Um, we can start off pretty well. Uh, what if Nebula joined the Nova Corps? This is my favorite one. Yes. I think it was the strongest start. I'm, yes. If, well, the, <laughs> it's, it's your this... favorite. Like, it is the strongest start because it was the best one. Yeah. I really like this one. Uh, definitely uh, heavily Blade Runner inspired. I liked... Uh, the cast of characters that they got in there. I like, um, like you know, Seth Green's back as Howard the Duck and Taika Waititi is being used well as Korg. I feel like Korg's in a couple episodes this season and getting him in little bits. Yes. That's how it works. Not like in the four, Thor movie where it's just like way too much of him. I love the rock, paper, scissors part in that. <laughs> His enemy is paper. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I mean, everyone was really good in this. I think they got everyone back except for Glenn Close as Nova Prime. Yeah, which is, I mean... I, I like that Nebula got to use the arrow, and it was kind of like a little bit of like the Blade Runner, the Who Done It, all all of it together. And well, I was thinking this is pretty Blade Runnery, and then they showed one of the cars. I'm like, okay, so you're not even like trying to hide it. You're no. just saying no, we're doing Blade Runner. Yeah, Blade, <laughs> I've seen that car. Blade Runner Fifth Element. By the way, Fifth Element, wildly underrated movie. Yeah, I, I think this was the strongest one. Yes, which they opened with actually like quite a. There were quite a few good ones. In yeah. Here. Uh, what if Peter Quill attacked Earth's Mightiest Heroes? That's what I feel like. I mean, it's, yeah. it's only a half hour episode. Maybe you could have trimmed like two or three minutes out of there. It, it felt like it dragged a little bit, but it was another one. I like the ensemble. I also like getting Kurt Russell back and he gets to do like some of the Good job as lines. ego. Yeah, and, yeah. Kurt Russell's always fun. I like how the, like some of these episodes. We get like Bill Foster actually using his powers with Lawrence Fishburne. We didn't get to see that in that Ant-Man movie. Yeah. But like, there's just enough of like little bits of tweaks throughout this that like it works. I like, we get old Howard Stark, Bucky in there. Yeah, I, I enjoy, uh, Sebastian stands in quite a few of these, but because he's playing like the Winter Soldier, he doesn't get a ton of lines. No, he doesn't. <laughs> like, Can you show up for half an hour and do like four episodes? He's like, okay. Yeah, sure, fine. I'll take my $75,000 and go. <laughs> I think it's probably more than that. $175,000. But yeah, it, the second one was fun. I didn't really care about like Peter and Hope connecting, but whatever. No. I also get like, I, th- I thought like the stuff with um Michael Douglas... Uh, connecting with um, Peter was a little bit better. I thought that was kind of the stronger angle to play. Much up. stronger angle, yeah. That father, because like the not having a father relationship, that was that kind of filled that in. What was the next one? Probably my favorite one. I'll buy it. Sure, why not? Yeah. Uh, what if Happy Hogan saved Christmas? We get Favreau back. Do you Fav- know why Faz is in there, baby? Because it's just Die Hard. Yes, it's Die Hard. Oh, but with, I loved it. But with a Favreau Hulk. Oh God, it was oh so funny. Like oh, there's a cure for this, right, Tony? I hope. <laughs> yeah, just accidentally getting the blood injected. That was fun. That was hilarious. Um, and we, had, uh, my wife hadn't seen Die Hard, so we just watched Die Hard like two nights before. And then she was like, "Oh, I understand all this." I like the fake, the fake out with Justin Hammer falling off the side of the building like Hans Gruber. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, th- they recreated a lot of Die Hard shots. I think this is the last one that's like I was kind of curious because. Two of our first three were like very heavy, like movie reference. Like yeah. the Blade Runner stuff was in there, but it wasn't like a one to one versus the Die Hard one was. It was just a one to one for Die Hard, but with Happy Hogan as a Purple Hulk. Yeah, exactly. And kind of surprising number of voice actors back. Kind of the same as the first season. Uh, the ones that you're missing are like um, different voice actors for Iron Man, Captain America, Black Widow. But everyone that they got sounds close enough. Oh yeah, very much close enough. Fourth one. What if Iron Man crashed into the Grandmaster? I like getting Jeff Goldblum back in there. I like that we're doing like the happy birthday thing again. Uh, I, this eh. that, this was Mad Max pod racing. Yeah, I didn't love this one. 
I didn't dislike it either, but again, like it's one of those things where if maybe I've had more time to sit with it, but the fact that you're giving me one a day makes me a little more judgy because it's just more of the like, I like it. I don't like it. I like it. I don't like it. I, I like some of the stuff. I like um like Tony's transforming car. I like getting Valkyrie in there as kind of like, a. I enjoy her as a reluctant hero. Yes. Like from that kind of like Ragnarok But then she era. becomes Queen of Sakaar, so she she gets a lot of queening. You just, you know, you throw a gold bloom in there and I'm probably going to have a good time. Yeah, exactly. How can you go wrong with that? Then we got, what if Captain Carter fought the Hydra Stomper? Return of uh, that character. I enjoy, I like her a lot in the role. I, I, you know, just keep bringing her back to do stuff. Yes. But this for me is where the season starts to kind of tip. Because something the first season did that I ended up really liking. Is they tied everything together. Yeah, but because originally we're presented with it's just one-offs and then we get the surprise that there's going to be connective tissue. And that was a fun twist versus this one. It was kind of expected. And when it started happening, I wasn't that interested in it. And ultimately where it landed was we're just going back to the stuff that we did before. I'm like, I, I yeah, don't, it, I don't nothing, care. Nothing changed. Nothing got pushed forward through all of this. I didn't care about the through line at all. So I enjoy this. I, this is one where um, I, I don't remember the guy's name. The guy who was playing Steve, I thought, did a really good job. Yes. Especially like where every time that the Hydra Stomper starts up, he loses more life and... You know, it's going to be the end of him. and But no, I thought, like you said, I think this is where it started to like, yeah, okay, here we go. I would have much preferred this season to be just a bunch of one-offs. Yeah, that's where I definitely land on it. And then we have the next one, which is one I honestly can't judge on its own merits. What if Kaori uh, reshaped the world? This is an original character made for this show, Yeah, which is not why I'm here. It's not what if we did something totally new. It's what if we had a twist on this thing. This wasn't a twist. This was just a totally original story. Mm. It's like, okay. So that's why I can't really judge it on its own merits because it's not why I'm here. No, you can't. There are parts of it that I like. I thought the animation looked really beautiful, especially in this episode, probably more than any other one. Uh, I really like the commitment that they had to like uh, keeping everyone in their native language. That was kind of so neat. You, so you had to like... It's one of those you couldn't just kind of like have it on in the background. Like you had to be engaged, be paying attention. But also, like, it's not why I'm here, though. No. <laughs> so that's why, like, but very interesting that they kind of did the time travel and back to like pre colonial America. And that's kind of where the second half of the season really kind of leaned on. And I was thinking about it. Like, Marvel does have a number of Native American characters, but I think they're all X Men. I was trying to think, like, is there a single Marvel character that's a Native American that isn't an X Men? No, I don't think so. I, lit- I couldn't come up with one. They, it probably exists. Someone out there probably is that character, but I look all the major ones I could think of are all X Men. <laughs> I mean, there's like Warpath, Thunderbird, Daniel Moonstar, Forge, but those are all X Men characters. But I mean, anytime that you can, you know, kill off some conquistadors, I'm I'm all for it. <laughs> the colonizers. So yeah, this episode, I, I, it, I'm not, I can't judge it on its own merits because it's literally not why I'm here. I do love Clancy Brown as Surtur, though. I do. I love Clancy Brown in everything. Every time he pops up in anything, which is constantly. Anytime like, I Clancy see Clancy Brown, like well, I think of one of two things. I think of Shawshank, or I think of just when he's from from Highlands. Hello, ladies. Uh, because Best Buy is stopped. I I just bought Shawshank on 4K. It looks so good. Oh, that's such a good movie. Got it. It just it looks so good on 4K. Because I was bought up a couple of things at Best Buy. I'm like, well, if you're clearing everything out. Yep, might as well. Yeah. Physical media, baby. Uh, what was the next one? Oh, this is the one where, what, I watched it a week ago? I, f- I forgot almost everything about it. What if Hella found the Ten Rings? I remember Kate Blanchett was in there. I remember that it involved the stuff from Shang-Chi. This one left no impression on me. I literally no. don't remember what happened. No, it was just <laughs> kind of like, 
this was one that you could have on the background because it really was like I mean, you get Kate Blanchett, which is awesome, and Idris Elba's in it, and I love. Well, yeah, when, I mean, she pops up and she seems to have fun. Like you can kind of like hear it in her voice. Like I just get to be like this over the top, like yeah, like we said during Ragnarok. Like she just she doesn't take it too seriously and chews everything <laughs> oh, up, she, and it's fantastic. Yeah, she doesn't get a lot of like scenery chewing roles. I think she you know likes the opportunity to do that, as mm. far as I can tell. And yeah, I mean. But I was literally thinking about that episode. It was just like, I don't remember I what like, happened. I was like, Galadriel? I just I just watched it and I completely forgot what happened. Yeah. So if that tells you anything about this episode. What if the Avengers assembled in 1602? So I'm actually, this was probably my, my third favorite. I just like the Renaissance Fair kind of aspect to it. The I like Ant-Man in this one. Ant-Man's great in it. <laughs> like he's, I love swashbuckling. Yes. Prince, Prince Loki. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah, this was a good one. Um, this one is loosely based on a, a miniseries. There is a Marvel comic, 1602. I haven't read it. I don't really remember it that well, but that's not because it wasn't. I remember really liking it, but I just haven't read it in a number of years. Mm. I don't really think the two had anything in common other than just saying it was in the year 1602. It was very X-Men focused, I remember, from what I remember about it. It was one I always I always had that book stocked at the store. That thing sold consistently. That was one of the ones that was like I never... Never didn't have a copy of 1602 in yeah, the store? Yeah, always sold. It was one of those ones. Like, there's some books that were just on constant rotation, and there were some that just never moved. <laughs> you know you know what this kind of reminded me of? Just a little tiny bit. The episode, was it Cupid? Which was the one, what was the one where, I think it was Cupid in Star Trek The Next Generation, where they all go back in their Picard's Robin Hood. Yeah. Was that Cupid? Was that the name of the that episode? I don't remember. But no, that was such a great episode. Data gets an arrow through his, I am not a merry man. Yeah, I know. Such a great episode. <laughs> smashing a loot yes and then we're, we're still getting our through line the watcher is talking to captain carter which i actually i enjoyed their dialogue back and forth for as much as i'm saying i didn't really like the yes. through line i enjoyed their scenes together but then uh we've also got in uh, benedict cumberbatch in just the flattest american accent which really stands out more when it's an animation versus live 100 oh my god it's so flat we see the evil doctor strange from last season and, and captain carter's like oh hey i remember we're best friends i'm like are you do you remember that guy was evil? Yeah, he's not good. Um, and then it turns out, still evil. Yeah, he, he looks evil, even. Like, he has an evil look to him. And then um, Kaori comes back. I'm like, I don't care because I'm not invested in the character because I've known her for 20 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I mean, it was an interesting looking fight, but it was no different from what his story was before. No. I'm going to try and bring back Christine. I'm going to, tr- yeah, we know, dude. Like, we, but, we did this already. Yeah, but so, yeah, he brings back Christine, but now he can't live with Christine. So, like, yeah, I, so the last episode kind of, for as much as I'm like, I don't really remember the Hello one. Uh, I didn't really like the last one because it felt repetitive from what we've already seen. And I didn't care about the through line. I didn't, like I said, the first one was special because when they came together, you didn't, because you just thought it was a series of one shots. And then it wasn't. And that was cool and fun. And this one, it was an expectation and it wasn't. Yeah. Like I felt like we could have leveraged the multiverse in a different way here. And I don't think, I think it was a missed opportunity. With how they're pushing everything through the multiverse to really do something, like you said, that we hadn't seen before. But again, it was there, like... <clears throat> there were a couple of really cool shots in there. Mm, I would agree with that. Uh, like showing all of like the universe killers, like breaking them all out of their little jars. I thought yes. that was fun. And like you see like two Thors like attacking each other. And I I just, like you said, I felt like I felt like I I'd like Hem- seen Hemsworth it before. Pop- Hemsworth popped up a few times this year. I liked him. I liked him as King Thor. He was great as King Thor. Yeah, got a big old sword as being a dick. Wow, maybe I should invest in a big sword. So you want a lightning sword? Yes, I do. <laughs> okay, great. Do you not want a lightning sword? So next time I lose power, I get to be like, power. Pss. I don't think that's how that works. It certainly can. What if? 
<laughs> yeah, what if what if Jared had a lightning sword? It probably would <laughs> burn his house down in yeah, a day. You would be either I'd be sleeping on your couch or I'd be dead and you'd have a new co-host. <laughs> and I'd get a sword out of it. And then you would accidentally electrocute yourself too, and then we could do the podcast from the afterlife. Okay, great. I'll haunt your ass. So I mean, overall, I think the episodes are pretty strong. Not all of them though, and I think a lot of that just comes down to how it was released. Like I didn't Oh yeah. You don't have time to sit with the thing. Like Yeah, it it just forces you I think one of the things I liked about how they've done it in the past is you couldn't just sit and binge it. And it felt like, okay, this week I got you know, I need to carve out a little bit of time for that and I can have time, like you said, time to sit with it, but like day after day after day after day. I get that the like the timing of it was over holiday break, so people were gonna be home and nothing else was going on. Kind of like a little I had, mini. I had trouble squeezing it in. Well, it's because you didn't have power. Well, there's that too. Yeah. That didn't help. Maybe that's why I had so much trouble. There you go. See? So yeah, I mean, I love that Nebula one. I really enjoy um what we get with Captain Carter. There's some and that happy hogan stuff is just dumb fun like oh so much fun i like the. i mean yeah the nebula one the happy hogan one the 1602 one was fun yeah. <laughs> that's another guy whatever um uh, paul red pops and just seems to be having a good time yeah i mean they've been at it for so long now it's like how can you not have fun especially when you're only going in for like a day's worth of work maybe half a day i would love to work half a day and make six figures you wouldn't see my ass on this show anymore <laughs> no i'd still do it and we'd you know I still wouldn't pay you. No, but you'd probably ask me, hey, you should pay me to be on this show now. You pay for the hosting. Uh, no, 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 I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, um, some high points. I didn't like the way it was released, but other people might, I don't know. As we're going to talk about in the next section, sometimes I like to sit with the thing for a little while. And, like A lot of times immediate reactions aren't your best reactions. Like Being able to like sit with something and think about it and kind of like have your opinion evolve and i if you throw this like you'll see a lot of creatives like throw this out all the time like on twitter they're like don't call it content like if you were just pumping me full of something every day and i don't have time to think about it reflect on it whatever then that is just content that's yeah i i do not like that method of delivery but whatever that is what if season two a lot of good stuff nothing that is outright bad but some stuff that wasn't as good as their top tier yeah no i i mean it was probably the best Marvel TV stuff last year. I don't know. What was there? There was Secret Invasion. I don't remember what else happened. Uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah, so. There had to be another show. Uh, yeah, maybe. I can't remember. <laughs> no. It's too much now. All right, we're going to move on from there to letters to the editors. Now for my favorite part of the show. What did I say? Talk to the audience. Oh, God, this is always dead. Here's another one of your letters to the editors. If you want to ask us your own questions, you can. Just send them in to editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. This week, we got a letter from a new patron. He's my new favorite patron, by the way. Oh, because he complimented your... Uh, Damn right. The meme thing. Yes. The Mama Cast meme. Yes. Pete, my guy, let's go. I never named people. Before. I'm going to name Pete, damn it. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> Yes. Uh, See, praise me. Zach will be like, oh, I hate you. Like, literally, Zach sent me a text message with Pete's wonderfully written email. Thank you, Pete. You're my new, one of my new favorites. And you just, you're, you sent me the picture of your email from him. And then below, you just go, I hate you. I think it's a you son of a bitch. Oh, uh, maybe it's you son of a bitch. <laughs> but oh, to be fair, I, I like that meme too. It is a I'm great meme, it is. isn't it? It is. And like, I could just see when you sent that, I'm like, oh yeah, it says you son of a bitch. <laughs> like, I can just see when that happened. It was the, the it was the meme, me smiling, and you're just giving me the Nicolas Cage glare. It's perfect. 
I didn't, I didn't write down. I never write down the questions verbatim. The question was, uh, what horror movies did you like that came out in 2023? Mm. So I wrote down all the horror movies, the new horror movies I saw in 2023. I doubt you saw any that I didn't see. That's probably <laughs> so accurate. You could probably just feed my, off of my list. My, my, uh, I don't want to say hatred, but my aversion to horror movies is well documented on this no, show. And there's stuff that I um, I haven't seen that I'd like to see. Like it depends on also like when I was looking up horror movies, like it depends on how you want to qualify stuff. Like the new Godzilla, I really want to see, and that was like I guess you could call that horror, but sure. Why not? Actually, I know what my my favorite horror movie was from last like, year. I didn't see um, Thanksgiving yet. I'd like to see that that uh, Eli Roth movie that's based off the old Grindhouse trailer. Oh. Nice. And it's also like a New England thing. So, yeah, I mean, that that ticks a lot of boxes for me. I'd like to see Thanksgiving. I haven't seen that yet. There's a couple yeah. other on, couple other ones that I haven't seen that I was interested in. No, I have a couple of uh, horror movies from last year that I should mention that aren't on your list. Well, no, maybe they're, yeah, they're kind of on. You probably have seen them, but they're not on your list. Well, if they're, I wrote down 2023 movies. Yes, they were from last year, 2023. All right. These are in no particular order. Uh, first up, Pope's Exorcist with Russell Crowe. I heard good things. It bombed. I think it was on Netflix. It was really good. I liked it quite a bit. Um, Russell Crowe, not always the best with accents. Go see 2008's Robin Hood. Kind of comes in and out of the accent occasionally, but it's fun and it's good. I like that the design of that movie was I will say that uh, Russell Russell Crowe's British accent, far better than Kevin Costner's British accent when he played Robin Hood, (laughs) because there was none. That that was a solid one, though. Uh, One we both saw and talked about, uh, Pet Cemetery Bloodlines. Yep, that's the one I saw. Way better than it deserved to be. They killed a baby. Well, I oh no, 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 no! It was a different movie where they killed a baby. It's a regular old pet cemetery. Yes. No, there was another one where they killed the baby in like the first five minutes. I don't know. Oh, they threw the baby out the window. I'm not gonna spoil okay. a, a lot of these things because there is definitely one where uh, a lot of people die. Yeah, better than the movie had any right to be. I did not really like. This is a prequel to the remake of Pet Cemetery, and I didn't really like the remake. Uh, surprisingly good. This thing got fucking awful reviews, but I liked it, so I don't care what people say. <laughs> I like it. There you go. Uh, Renfield. More of a horror comedy, but I still enjoyed this one. This is one that bombed. I saw this one in theaters. It bombed at the box office. It's a sequel to Dracula, the 1931 Dracula. Yeah, you were all you were excited to see Renfield. Yeah, it's good. It was. I mean, it's dumb and it's fun, but it has like creative violence and a weird storyline. You get Nick Cage just chewing the scenery as Dracula. It's fun. It was just a fun movie that no one saw. Uh, Scream Six. Didn't like it as much as Scream 5. Still a decent enough movie. Scream, when they kind of rebooted with Scream 5, that one definitely hooked me back into the series. Scream 6 is good, but not as good. And now, like, the mess that's going into Scream 7, it's like, okay, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. The Boogeyman. Stephen King adaptation, kind of. I am the Boogeyman. Well, because it's, it's based on a 10-page short story. In the first 10 minutes, it's just the story. And then everything after those first 10 minutes is something totally original. And? Which isn't bad. I, yeah. I, I liked it. Didn't, I don't know. I don't really have bad things to say about that one. There, there, sometimes you run into logic problems in that movie, but you run into logic problems with a lot of horror movies. So that's okay. Yeah. Like, oh, we're gonna run. We're gonna run into this building that is clearly unsafe, but that's the safest thing we think we can do. Why don't we just call the police? Uh, this might come in as my favorite of the year. Might not though. It's kind of between two of them. Uh, Evil Dead Rise. It's still in the canon. But it's going back for more of what that like 2013 Evil Dead did, where it's like very violent. And this this movie pulls zero punches, like zero. This movie is about as gnarly as you're gonna see. Oh, I never write down Talk to Me. I saw that too. I like that one as well. Oh, forgot, forgot about Talk to Me. Or when I was scrolling through this list of 2023 horror movies, yeah, Evil Dead Rise is as violent as you're gonna see. I think in, yeah. in certain aspects. 
very gnarly, pulls no punches. Um, I, that might be my favorite of the year. It might not be, though. But it's very close up there. Knock at the cabin. M. Night Shyamalan returns. Oh, yeah, with um, uh, Batista. Batista's in it. Um, King George from Hamilton. Yep. I forget his name. That's, Go- some Goff. Jonathan. Jonathan, yes. Groff. Yep. He was also in uh, The Matrix Revolutions. Yeah, that movie sucked. Yes. <laughs> um, or Resurrections, whatever it was. Yeah, that. Yeah, that one. <laughs> one of the many are. Yeah, Matrix none of them movies. were good. <laughs> Just the first Matrix. That's yeah. good. Knock at the Cabin. This is one that actually it sold me on the marketing. Like, I was like, okay, okay. Like, mm-hmm. I was c- kind of getting intrigued, and, you know, Shyamalan's hit and miss, but when he's good, he's good. And when he's bad, he's bad. And this one kind of falls in the middle. Mm-hmm. I ended up reading the book. I was kind of excited for this movie. And I, like, went back and I read the book, and then I watched the movie. The ending is very different, kind of changes the entire thing thematically and just it didn't quite land no i I wish it did but i I enjoyed the book so you know (laughs) that's good it's a decent book to read and also my favorite thing and i might have mentioned this before i don't remember um because it's Shyamalan. Shyamalan's a big philly guy so a big like 76ers guy so in a lot of the ads uh this is one part it was still on the sixers there's a bunch of like sixers players i think maxi might have been in some of them I don't remember now, but like all, a lot of, not all, a lot of the advertising was like Shyamalan talking to like 76ers players, like hanging out in the cabin. But in the book, this is a Boston guy. He's a Celtics fan. He spends like four straight pages just fully like, hang on, we need to stop this horror story to make fun of the Sixers for four pages. I didn't get behind that. <laughs> I, would read, I would just read those four pages. So I found that marketing very funny in hindsight. Uh, talk to me, the movie I forgot to write down. That was a good one. This is, it's a movie that probably got a little too hyped for me, which happens a lot with horror movies. I find because I I don't particularly like seeing horror movies in theaters. Like I know like a lot of people enjoy like the communal experience of like people like screaming and reacting. Mm. I kind of I don't like that with horror movies. I like to be like sitting in a room by myself in the dark and just have it freak me out that way and like have my own reactions. Like I I kind of get pulled out of like the communal horror experience when other people are like are freaking out. It, it pulls me out personally. So I don't see a lot of horror in theaters for that reason. So. I'll hear about things and they get kind of like built up like, oh, this is amazing. This is amazing. And I'll go check it out and I'll just go, yeah, that's fine. Do you ever get like the goosebumps on like your arm, like the hair on the back of your neck stands up during a horror movie or like that pit in your stomach feeling? Do you Are you scared easily during these horror movies? Like, do they get you? No. Do you ever audibly go, oh, shit. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not like... <laughs> Immune. I'm, yeah, I'm not like not <laughs> reacting to stuff, but it depends on what you're doing. I mean, in my favorite kind of horror anyways, like atmospheric horror like old the old stuff oh like 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 the windstorms and things like that crazy yeah you showed me old dark house a lot of windstorms and then i'm like that's a classic baby yeah and speaking of things that uh i i didn't know how to feel about it at first and this is one that got hyped up then i watched it i was like that was okay and the more i sat with it i ended up liking a lot so between this and evil Dead is my favorite kind of horror movie of the year uh, no one will save you oh <clears throat> that was a movie that got released uh directly to hulu it has maybe five lines of dialogue in the whole thing maybe less wow yeah it, it's all about an alien invasion that uh come to the small town of this one girl who's isolated and you eventually find out why and like for kind of an extreme reason i'm like oh we went there okay but these aliens come down and she's end up fighting back at them and it has a very interesting ending and it was what it was a movie that was so hyped up going into it, it, it like i said it, i was like okay and then the more i sat with it and the more i thought about it i'm like this is why i was talking about like the what if stuff i didn't have time to like have any gestating opinion it was just like what bam 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 mm, I, it ended up being uh it's it's not big on like scares it's definitely a horror movie but I really liked the way it was done. And the more I sat with it, the more I really liked that one, which is weird. So my favorites were like one that was definitely has uh, the, has a like a 
kind of a big spectacle finale but leading up has very little going on versus my other favorite one being evil dead rise which is just like balls to the wall like you want the blood you got the blood yeah and you got the blood yeah so yeah, uh, those were the new horror movies I saw in 2023. Two that aren't on your list that I'd like to share that were horror movies that I watched in 2023. A little one I like to call The New England Patriots. <laughs> and there was another one that was called Assessing, put out by this group called CMP. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, well, You just couldn't put it down. You had to keep refreshing. And every time you just go, oh, no. If you don't know what CMP is, that is our power company. Yeah, and assessing means we have no idea when you're getting your power back. Yeah. But, hey, you know what? CMP, thank you. In case you're listening, CMP, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I didn't have power for almost five days. He lives He lives on this address. Text me, I'll tell you. I, was gonna, <laughs> I almost said where you lived, and then you can just bleep it out. He lives on... What's funny is uh, my neighbor works for the power company. I'm like, you can't get this back on any faster? You don't talk to your neighbor. No, I, I very rarely do. Okay, so there you go. So you just lied about going to your neighbor's, like, knocking on the door and be like... Hi, sir. I know you work for the power company. Can no, the, I... the most we talked is when a tree from his property fell into my yard. All right. Is that it? Yes, I believe that is it. All right. Well, if you enjoyed the show, please go to patreon.com slash editors note comics, just like our good buddy Pete did. A dollar a month. Gets... Don't shake your head. Pete's giving us his hard-earned dollar, baby. Let's go. It was more than that. Oh, well, hell yeah. Pete. Anyway, a dollar a month gets you the show the day we record it, plus access to things behind the paywall, like the Buffy back issue bin and Pod to the Dark Tower, which there are rumors there'll be a new episode someday. Yeah. Let's... What's going to happen first? New episode of that or a Star Trek movie? Oh, definitely. Pod of the Dark Tower. Oh, there we go. Anyway, patreon.com slash editors note comics. Interact with us by rate, reviewing, and subscribing on your favorite podcasting platform. You can email the show, editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. And you can also find us on the social medias. Just look up Editor's Note Comics for Zach. Yep. There occasionally. Yes. And I'm on Twitter as well, although the Patriot season's over, so I have nothing sad to write about now. <laughs> You're going into Twitter hibernation. That's not true. I'll find other things to be upset about. Okay, great. At Junior Rich. Next week, we're back, because uh, Marvel just dumped a whole other show. Oh, boy. I'm going to try and do the whole thing. I'm going to get through as much as I can. That is the goal. Will I achieve that goal? I don't know. I'm going to try, though. Yes. So next week, uh, back to talk Echo. That's it. That's the show. All right. <laughs> All right. See you later, kids. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>